Okay, folks, good evening and welcome to this week's weekly update on the Fife property market. This is a look at the overall whole of market in terms of what's coming on in the Fife property market versus the number of actually properties sold. Good indication of where the market is, if it's healthy, if it's stagnant, if it's declining, we can tell by these numbers just generally and where we're going. We're going to talk about two or three articles as well that we've covered through the week, which will be quite important to you if you're just seeing this for the first time, because it is quite important to get the facts before you make fundamental decisions. And then we're also going to be talking about things like interest rates and mortgages and how that will affect things. Now, I won't give away too much because I've been asked to do again a quarterly update and where I see the Fife property market for the next quarter and also next year as well for the courier and DC Thompson. Um, so I don't want to say too much um, because then I'll steal their thunder for their article. Uh, as well as the Wealth Creation Show, we're going to be talking about that tomorrow and I'll talk about that as well. And more importantly, what's coming to market next week, coming up right now. Um, so we're going to be talking about that as well and what's been over the line and how much property prices are actually going for in terms of what we're achieving. It gives you a good indication about where the market is as well. Uh, if you've got any questions, please feel free to ask. Uh, more than happy to take questions which are relevant to what I'm talking about uh, and what your thoughts are as well. I'd be interested to see what your thoughts are in terms of the five property market and where you see it as well uh, in the next quarter, maybe the next two or three weeks in the run up to Christmas and then New Year. Seems to be we're mentioning Christmas all the time now. <laughs> um, but best time of year to sell, Christmas. What do you mean? Most people will just wait till next year. It is actually the best time because most people do wait till next year. So you tend to find, and we'll probably see in the numbers as we go forward um, in the next coming weeks, is uh, less and less people put their house in the market and more and more people actually buy. It usually outweighs in the Christmas period um, because um, less people actually put their houses on. Uh, let's look at the numbers this week and talk about where we are right now in terms of last week. It's passed from the 30th of October to the 5th of November yesterday. Here we are, the five property market all over there. Uh, you can see the Cooper area, still a really good market, 10 properties instructed, nine sold. That's all the estate agents in Fife um, in the area. Um, East Nuke, four actually went on and six actually sold. So again, demand outstripping supply. St Andrews, 15 versus 13. Leavemouth, six versus seven. It's actually quite unusual for Leavemouth to have so low properties coming on and actually sold. Um, so maybe there's a golden opportunity for people in the Leavemouth area to actually get onto the market now and take advantage of that um, low supply. Okay, Dunfermline, uh, 59 versus 45, probably the new build that are affecting that. Uh, Glenorthus, 12 versus 13 against a stable market. Uh, Kirkcaldy, 22 versus 15. Again, new builds as well. Glenorthus, new builds, uh, Kirkcaldy, new builds, um, Dunfermline, new builds. Um, what I mean by that and why do I say that? Well, because you'll get a lot of people putting their house on the market uh, and you will actually get them selling and you get a lot of builders putting their house on the market as well, but they don't actually reflect that in the number sold. So these numbers where areas where a lot of new builds are actually being built um, skew these numbers quite a bit. Um, but look at the average here. Most important thing you can see right here, right now, is 128 came onto the market and 108 sold. And this is normally the average every single week. Um, so we are back to the average amounts right over the whole period of the year. So it tells us the market is possibly stabilising. Let's jump back and look at the whole of October and see where the numbers lay for there. Um, I'll be honest, you can see there straight away there's a huge oversupply in the, in the October market. There was about another almost 
200 properties came onto the market right across Fife, and that then flooded the market temporarily with quite a lot of properties. Hence the reason why you've seen supply and demand, demand supply to supply is 72%. So a lot of properties came on, less properties actually sold, but still kind of the, you know, the lower end of the usual typical average numbers it would sell in Fife. It's just that we've got a huge oversupply there now, and hopefully that will start cooling down. We're going to be talking about that this week, actually. And um, we're going to be talking about that this week in the midweek show. We're going to be talking about um, in comparison to where we were pre-pandemic levels, because at this point in time, we've got about 900 proper, 940 properties on the five property market right now for sale. And um, that's with all the estate agents, according to Zoopla. So if you go into Zoopla, you just type in five available properties for sale, comes to around about the 940 level. Now, we've been doing this since the start of the year. And they've moved up from almost 500 to 940, which is almost a 100% increase in the number of properties available to buy. Now, there's been a huge undersupply for a long time. So there's more demand for chasing these properties. So properties actually sold a lot quicker than typically they usually would. But now we're in a market where there's a lot more supply. Properties will take a bit longer to sell on average. And it's a waiting game more than likely. Also, if you're quite motivated because you've maybe made a commitment to buy another property, then at potential, I would say, you possibly should be thinking about realigning the price point of your property. Now, it's not to actually reduce the amount that you're, you're accepting. It's to actually introduce it to another audience, uh, which is potentially not just reaching the price point that you're getting. For example, if you're on at um, 350000 or you're on at 200,000, you would probably realign your price to around about the 340 and maybe 190 level um, just to introduce it to a different audience because a lot of people actually have a wee bit, maybe about 10% more than typically what they're budgeting for in terms of their price point and what they can afford to go for. Um, mortgages, mortgages, the fixed rate mortgages have come down slightly. I actually posted on that further on yesterday, uh, just a, a, a snapshot to say fixed rate mortgages actually came down 0.22%. Not a lot, but we never heard that in the news, did we? The news seems to be intent on supplying doom and gloom to us. They seem to be beating this drum. Now, I'll tell you again, we are not officially in recession. And yet the Bank England and the BBC seem to be spewing this out, saying it were two-year recession coming, and it's going to be worse than ever it has before. Now, I've heard this story before. I'm quite bullish in my outlook to the economy and the housing market itself. But I've heard the story before when the pandemic happened. And then look what happened after that. So take it with a pinch of salt. But your circumstances must dictate what your decisions actually are, rather than actually speculating and thinking to yourself, I wonder if it might go down, I wonder if it might go up, and speculating and waiting for that to happen. Because if it doesn't happen how you expect it, then you could be worse off than you are right now, whether you accept or reject offers, or you come onto the market and you don't come onto the market. So the, the point here is you've got certainty at this point, to make decisions. Six months down the line, you don't know what's going to happen. That's uncertainty. And effectively, to be honest, it's taking a gamble. So if you've got certainty, you make decisions based on the circumstances right now for you, and then that is the right decision for you at this point in time. If it changes in six months, hindsight's a great thing. We all say to ourselves, you know, oh, if I'd only done this and I'd only done that, I would be here and I would be there. Well, there's an old saying, but I'm not going to say it because it's quite rude. 
but I wouldn't be here if my father was a woman. Makes sense. <laughs> Hindsight's a great thing. Okay. Um, right, let's go back to these numbers and talk about what's got over the line. Um, so you can see that there um, in these numbers. Um, so Cooper, 88%, East Nook, 69%. So East Nook actually took a drop. You can see that, 61 properties come on, 42 sold. So, you know, no huge demand there. St Andrews was probably the, the worst hit, but that's because it's a higher price point. And this was only in October, remember. I'm actually going to show you an analytic, which actually is quite important. And it demonstrates to me possible that Liz Trust's mini budget actually caused the problem in the property market. And with Rishi Sunak and, and Jeremy Hunt actually taking over, it's actually stabilised the market. And I'll show you these analytics in a minute. Um, so Dunfermline, 77%, going off to 60%, and uh, Kirkcaldy, 79% overall. Um, possibly, I think that's definitely affected by that. Um, let's talk about what's got over the line, and we'll talk about... Actually, let's talk about one article yesterday. Uh, the interest rate rises, how to keep on track with your sale and remortgage plans on track. Uh, we actually did this show yesterday, uh, Jimmy and I. Um, we did, there are podcasts in this post. There's also a video in this post about this show. And we're giving our insight into where we are right now, whether you should actually be staying in where you are right now in your home and actually not selling. If you should be thinking of selling what you should be looking for. If you're on the market right now, the decisions you should be taking. And if you're already under offer, the decisions you should be looking out for and the way to keep that on track. Uh, if your buyer buyer's uh, mortgage offer is about to expire, this is the, the things as well you should be asking them in that in that show. And um, so we did a podcast, we've done an article. So you can read the article, four months, podcast is an hour, and the show's an hour as well. So read that at your own leisure, listen to that at your own leisure, watch it at your own leisure. But it is quite important for people that are, are considering selling, buying, or 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 actually are, are under offer right now, um, and, or potentially uh, thinking about accepting an offer. That is key in that information. Uh, let me talk about What's sold this week? So interestingly enough, uh, what's sold? Um, we had, uh, this was actually Ingleside Church, Buckhaven. This sold in three weeks, six-bedroom detached house. Um, the um, It was listed at offers of 325,000 and two other people missed out. And this was a whole lot of people actually viewed this property. And it was extremely popular. It was a great price point as well. In 2010, Buckhaven actually was the least expensive um, uh, the, the, um, seaside town and the whole of Britain uh, voted for the by, by the Bank of Scotland. So it just kind of tells you the opportunities that are available in that area, and especially for a house this size, a six-bedroom detached house, uh, listed at offers over 325000 It's a real good deal for a family home. Um, it actually was very, very popular, as I said. Two other people missed out on this. So if you have a similar property in the Buckhaven area, in traditional Victorian style, uh, please feel free to contact us. Uh, that gives you a good indication about what we've got coming on. Uh, let's talk about what's coming to market uh, in a minute. Um, I'll talk about the Zupla house prices. Uh, Zupla house prices uh, show, midweek show, I did that as well. This is important, actually. Uh, and the reason I did all this and I talked about the Zupla house prices index, uh, I thought it was more important to actually talk about that. The reason I thought it was really important, because obviously the impending uh, interest rate increased, and, and I'll cover that as well. So I did the UK house price index according to Zupla, uh, why it was important um, to see that and, and, and where we are in terms of demand. Um, we are 16% uh, less demand than the five-year average right now for properties. That's quite a different statistic. Uh, uh, the, the October last year, we were 18% more demand for than the five-year average for properties. Um, 
the number of sales in the area have actually uh, decreased by uh, increased by uh, minus four percent to the five-year average, and they were less than fifteen percent to the five-year average in the year before. Um, and in terms of the stock of homes available, there is a minus 32% last year. Uh, so in other words, a third of the stock was less available than the five-year average. And now that's dropped to um, less than 13% available. Um, so there's a lot more stock available uh, throughout the whole market. Um, and we can see by these numbers. Uh, interest rate rises to talk about as well. But let's talk about what's coming on. Watch out for Roland Street in St. Monant. Two-bedroom end terraced house will be coming on uh, this week. West End St. Monans. I will be doing a pre-portal launch uh, on Friday, depending on the weather. <laughs> but it's uh, hopefully a nice sunny day and the sun will be out, blue skies and all the rest of it. So that will be a West End St. Monans four-bedroom uh, uh, link detached house. Uh, Pitlithy Steadings and Lookers, four-bedroom terraced converted steading. That's actually just a pre-portal. It's just been done on that. Um, Hayfield Road in Kirkcaldy, four-bedroom in a uh, terraced house uh, will be coming on as well. Uh, Dury Street in Leaven, uh, Perry did on Friday a pre-portal for that, a five-bedroom detached cottage in the Leaven area. And she also did the uh, Taylor Street in Methyl, a two-bedroom, two-reception maisonette property that's on two floors, uh, upstairs on two floors. Uh, a great investment property, our first-time buyers. Um, for that as well. Um, we'll talk about completed in a minute. I'll just quickly jump on to the next article, which is the interest rates. How will the rise affect you and how could it go? This is the show I did um, on the midweek as well, um, how the interest rates and how, ri how a rise will affect you and how high could interest rate go. Um, so I talked about this in detail. Um, this was an intense thing, and I'll cover some of the subjects just in case you want to listen to this podcast or watch the show um, because that's all I did. Um, it was I talked about how high could interest rates go and showed you and demonstrated where we think they're going. Uh, how do interest rates affect you? I've talked about that as well and showed some graphs about that. Uh, I also talked about how mortgage rates have risen uh, this year. Um, I also talked about um, the why does increasing interest rates help lower inflation and my thoughts on that. And then other countries, how they're raising their interest rates and how that affects us on the central bank policy rates in 2022. Interestingly enough, the US is sitting at a base rate of 4%. We're at 3%. Canada is about 3.75. Uh, the euro uh, zone is actually still sitting under 2% in terms of their base rate, um, which means we're actually quite competitive. Um, we should attract inward investment. It should keep our um, 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 uh, currency stabilised as well. We have in the euro... Um, not as much the dollar. The dollar's still volatile, but we'll talk about that in a minute. I think generally that was caused by the Liz Trust budget, which actually I'm going to talk about right now. Um, this is actually a really good one. Um, I'm just going to put these articles aside and pop back to this. Uh, this, now coming up next, is our website. Now, this is quite interesting. This shows me a pattern of behaviour. Um, the blue line is the current period in the last 30 days for the number of people visiting our website. Okay, the dotted line is the period um, just before that, um, which when people were visiting now of the 30 days. So comparables against each other. Now, why do I show you like this? Because there's a huge gap here. But instantly enough, so this in the, in the last 30 days before the last 30 days here, it was very, very more buoyant in the number of activity for people looking for properties. The cause of this big, massive drop was, drum roll, I think you'll not be surprised, it was Liz Truss' mini-budget with her chancellor. 
it caused this uncertainty in the property market and the activity dropped almost um, almost to half of what it was in the 30 days before. But you'll see where Rishi and Rishi Sunak and uh, Jeremy Hunt actually took over and actually started to stabilise the market. Then it all came back online again to match the 30-day period before. So roughly every single day, this tells us we're getting round about a 1,000 people a day um, actually coming onto the website. Um, in terms of the numbers, um, whereas before in that period of uncertainty, it actually dropped quite considerably. So it just shows you how important it is to have a stable economy and a safe pair of hands at the helm. Now, I'm not saying anything political about, you know, alignment with any particular party, but that's how the market perceives it. From that point of volatility and uncertainty and the fact that someone had no idea what they were doing effectively, let's put, let's be honest about that, uh, to the point where somebody actually has a coherent strategy about where we're going, what we're doing, and we'll find out more about that on the 17th of November when Jeremy Hunt stands up and does his uh, budget. Um, the budget for the the UK economy um, on the back of the interest rate rise and the base rate rise, which is now at 3% right now. Uh, and again, I've talked about these in the shows that I've done just where I talked about the now. So it's quite important to actually tune into that if you can and get an insight, especially if you're selling right now or even thinking of selling. Remember, um, whether you sell or not is a determination of usually your circumstances. That's all it comes down to. Now, the key important point here is um, if you're selling uh, or considering selling right now, that's fine. You can sell right now. You might get the best price possible. Uh, and then there's also the shock of the fact that, you know, the, the Lloyds Bank is actually saying, well, we think property prices are actually going to drop by 8% next year and then stagnate every, every single year after and never go up. Now, if you've only got one house, then effectively, if you sell next year, it's going to be at exactly the same price. If you've got a lot of equity in it, which what I know is the truth, is most people have quite a lot of equity in their house built up over the last two or three years, which has been about 30% more than what they've got. So if you've got 10% in from when you first bought it and you've got another 30% increase, you've effectively got 40% in. So by the time you get to next year, if it drops by 10%, you've still got 30% equity in there. But the house you're buying has also dropped by 30% uh, by 10% as well. So it's completely all relative. It's like for like. If you sold right now, your house possibly is 10% more than what it will be in six months' time. But the house you're going to buy is more than likely 10% more than what it is in six months' time. Unless you get an estate agent that's not really got a good negotiation strategy. Tend to get better prices. I've just proved that in the last couple of weeks when I bought another house for 14000 below the home report value. And it was only 70000 was the home report. So it just shows you, you can get good deals out there if you understand the negotiation process and you understand how to do that as well. And some agents, I'll be, I'll be honest about that, um, are not really good, strong negotiators. Um, they don't understand who they're dealing with. They don't care to understand who they're dealing with. They tend to be volume-led. In other words, just bust them in as quick as possible to get a fee, turn them over as quick as possible, and that's it. Um, so it depends on what type of estate agent you actually choose for your strategy to get the best value for what you're doing. The key is, though, as I go back to saying about rising interest rates, my article that we did yesterday, the show we did yesterday, is we talked about the importance of having a really good estate agent, but also the things that you should be plugging into right now and listening to and actually making sure you're on track for your house sale. There's nothing wrong with wait now if you really have to. Um, however, if you're consistently on the market, 
at the same price all the time and you don't seem to be getting an activity at all, it's really more than likely down to the initial price point of your property and it is potentially the time to actually think about realigning that to a different price point in order to introduce a new audience so you're a stage and can push them back up from there. Once people are in the door, they'll see how fantastic your house is and then that's the opportunity to get the true value for it. It was reflected in the home report. Job done. But you have to take that leap of faith in order to do that. So when you do realign a price, you're not actually accepting a reduction in the price that you're going to accept. You're just a realign it to a price point to introduce a new audience. Hopefully that comes across and people understand that. Give a thumbs up if you do. Uh, or maybe, maybe put a yes in the comments if you understand that. That would be absolutely fantastic. Um, okay, so that's over the line. Uh, let's talk about over the line and completed. Now, this gives you a great, real great indication about what's happened recently and where people are in terms of price points now. Now, uh, Dry Briggs, Balgarvey Road in Cooper was a two-bedroom ground floor apartment. Now, this sold for 101000 So that's technically where these price points are, are at the at, at, at Balgarvey Road in Cooper at Dry Briggs area. Uh, Kilmooks Park in Kenaway, a three-bedroom detached bungalow, sold in three weeks for 11% of the home report value. It went for £267,000. Um, so that's what a three-bedroom detached bungalow in the Kilmooks Park in Kenaway gets right now. Uh, Kilmooks Park in Kenaway was a four-bedroom detached house. It sold in one day for just over the home report value, which is £242,500. So that's what it showed you for a four-bedroom detached house in Kilmooks Park in Kenaway. Okay, if that is the type of price point you think, yep, that's the value I'm kind of looking for my house that can make my numbers work, then by all means, contact us. Um, people are actually paying that price point because this is keys handed over, money exchanged, property exchanged, ready to move in. That's what's happened this week. Um, okay, the old Cleek Factory Station Road in Anstruther, and this was a commercial unit I sold um, for 37% over the valuation. It went for 205000 um, and uh, three other people missed out on that. Um, um, <laughs> units in the East Newt, commercial units especially, are extremely popular and they get really good value for, for money. Um, so if you have a unit, it potentially is empty, maybe now's the time to seriously consider uh, selling it and actually realising the true value of that property, especially when commercial units are actually popular in the East Newt area. Some other areas aren't that popular. The mainstream towns because they don't have the significant um, or the restriction of the number of properties available commercially, or they don't also have the the possible the the tourism uh, to support that as well, or the footfall. I'm talking about places like Kirkcaldy uh, High Street, um, where you know there's quite a lot of empty units, and so therefore there's not going to be a huge attraction for people paying loads of money over the valuation, the initial valuation for to get that property, because there's more available. Um, so. Restriction of supply actually drives that market just as it's driven the property boom it's in the last couple of years. Uh, Lismore Avenue, Kirkcaldy, three-bedroom semi-detached house. That sold in two weeks for 7% over the home report value at £135,000. Two other people missed out on that. So if you've got a three-bedroom detached house in the Kirkcaldy area, you know, 135000 roundabout, um, Lismore Avenue sort of style. Um, that's what they're going for. Uh, Fisherman's Court and Cellar Dyke, three-bedroom and terrace house, sold in seven weeks for... 10.5% of the home report value. It got £315,000. Uh, so that's what a three-bedroom interest house um, in the uh, Fisherman's Court area of Cellar Dyke is actually selling for. Finally, the last one it was sold last week, uh, keys handed over, was Kinlock Street Ladybank, two-bedroom semi-detached cottage. Um, now, it actually took four months to actually sell. So hang on in there. Again, 
some some take longer, some take it quicker. It just depends what's going on right now at this point in time. Uh, and this was at 0.6% of the home report value. So it more or less went for the home report value, 171,000. Uh, and that was a two-bedroom semi-detached cottage in the area. Um, the Cribs St Monans as well was away. It went away in one day. I think I did talk about that last week. But St Monans, a very, very popular area. Um, there's a big, big demand for the St Monans area. It is really keenly priced in, in comparison to the rest of the East Nuke. And every single house there is has an advantage, more or less, because a lot of them have the actual views um, over the other houses towards the sea, over the harbour potentially, and also some partial views as well round about in the area. There's quite a lot of houses up at George Terrace that has the advantage of having that from the top floors and also the West End and Midshore as well, and then also sometimes uh, round the corner and up the top along Bray Head. Um, so these are the types of properties we want to hear about because there's still popular demand for them because we had one in the crib sold in one day. Wealth Creation Show tomorrow. I'm going to be talking to Richard about this. Um, this is all about um, creating wealth for everybody. And this is not necessarily wealth. It depends. What do you think of when I say wealth? Well, everybody mostly thinks of rich money. Um, so we're not talking about money tomorrow. Uh, wealth can also be intangible stuff. Um, so it could actually be how to build confidence. So tomorrow we're going to talk about how to build confidence and what it takes to do that. Uh, it, I mean, self-confidence can be defined as a feeling of trust in one's abilities uh, and qualities and judgment. And for some of us, it comes easier than others. Sometimes we go the whole of our lives not actually having that confidence that we go, we desperately seek that can lead us to the riches we actually desire. Whatever it is that want, you want. Having a healthy level of self-confidence can help you become successful in your personal and professional development in life. So how do you build self-confidence? Well, you don't need to go back to school to learn about this because this is based on what I was using and the things that helped me on my personal experience, my personal journey for the last 35 years in terms of my, my, my career, in terms of my my. Um, um, my um, trainee accountant, from trainee accountant to um, a financial director in a short space of time. And this is the journey I took. Now, I'm not going to talk about my journey, but I'm going to talk about the things I did and what helped support me in developing my confidence. Because remember, we're all born at the same stage. We're all born with the same thing, more or less, on average. We don't actually, everything else around us is inherited or acquired or learned by the environment we are actually born into. And um, so, Anybody can develop a healthy self-confidence, and we're going to talk about what you need to do that. So this show at 12.30 tomorrow live will be for everybody. Anybody and everybody that wants to develop a bit more self-confidence, it wants a bit more help in developing that self-confidence, it just wants to reach that bit further in their goals and their desires and their ambitions. It, some people might think, that's no for me because I'm just stuck where I am. You might not realise that, but you've got to remember the point of readiness is where opportunity meets with preparation. And what we're doing in the Wealth Creation Shows is you're preparing yourself for that point of opportunity to appear. And that will be the point of readiness that you're ready to go. But you have to start somewhere. It's like couch to 5K. You sit on the couch and you think, it'd be great if I could run 5K. Okay. So you don't run 5K. You learn how to run 1K or you learn how to walk 5k first, and then you run in between for a while, and then you get a bit better running in between for a while, 
and then you start running a wee bit longer in between for a while, and then you get even longer in between for a while, and then uh, but by, by the time you know it, you're running five k in not no time at all. This is how confidence is built over that time. So some of the things that we'll actually talk about in that confidence, if I can just grab my article and what I'm going to talk about tomorrow because I wrote some notes down. Uh, how to be more confident. I mean, stop comparing yourself to others. I'm going to talk about that sort of thing. Surround yourself with positive people. How to do that. Take care of your body. Be kind to yourself. Practicing positive self-talk. Getting up in the morning simply saying in every way and every day I'm getting better and better. Just that one phrase can make a fundamental difference if you say that for the next 365 days. Every way and every day I'm getting better and better. Facing your fears, we're going to talk about that tomorrow as well. Uh, seven things to do that 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 you're good at. Um, know when to say no. That's quite important because a lot of people can't learn to say no. They don't understand when to say no. And sometimes they're just so overwhelmed. It, it actually just engulfs them. And that's what that's why their confidence drops because they feel they're letting everybody down. So I'm going to talk about that subject tomorrow as well. So that's a really good one for everybody to talk about when actually to say no and identifying the point that you, you say no. So again, this is all based on my personal experience. There's a lot of times I've actually been, it's been very difficult to me, for me to say no. And I completely understand when I, when you do say it, how some people actually feel that they're letting another person down. When in actual fact, you have to say no sometimes because there's a trigger and a warning sign which, which you need to identify within yourself to tell you to, you must say no or you'll end up suffering in the long term for it, in your mental health, for example. Uh, certain realistic goals I'm going to talk about tomorrow as well, and what's important uh, for that. And then we're going to we're going to talk about the benefits and uh, self-confidence. And self-confidence, self I'm going to finally finish off with self-confidence versus insecurity, how they're different and how they differ. Uh, and that will be at 12.30 tomorrow live, so tune into that on the Wealth Creation Show with Richard and I about telling you how to build your confidence. Where are you going to see that about? Well, on this post, there's a link to our YouTube channel. We can watch it live there. There's a link to my public profile. You can watch it live there as well. Or my personal profile, you can watch it live there as well. We do share my public profile to the rest of the Five Properties pages. But technically, the Wealth Creation Show isn't really a Five Properties show. It's not really part of that. But I want to help other people um, learn from what I've learned and just pass that message on. Um, so, Everybody helps everybody else, and a rising tide lifts all ships. So, so valid for the East Nuke. A <laughs> rising tide lifts all ships. Anyway, that's me. Um, instant valuation tools on there as usual, and uh, and I'll see you tomorrow at twelve thirty. Bye bye for now.